is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Yankee Center podcast. This is Luke Becker, and I got my boy Thomas Smith here, but no Eddie today. Eddie's got some stuff to do, but you know what? Doesn't matter. Show goes on, and he'll be back next time for the playoffs, all right? How you doing, yeah. bud? Eddie pulled an Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll miss Eddie, but he'll be back. He'll be back. Yes, he shall. Speaking of back... The Yankees are back. Yeah, man. Oh, just two weeks ago it was doom and gloom on this podcast, but you know what? Now we're we're looking pretty nice, all things considered. I mean, definitely we, a lot better than I would have guessed. We are in a much comfier position, honestly. Well, yeah. we're actually in the playoffs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might have something to do with it. Yeah, that that makes me feel a little comfortable. Special thanks to the Padres. Indeed. And now, it's all about that fourth seed, because we're going to get fifth seed pretty much regardless. You know, now the guy's going to change. So it's really just, do we get home field against the Twins, or are we going to end up playing them on the road, which I think could honestly end up being a nightmare for the Yankees if that happens. So I really hope it doesn't. But we'll see. You know, a lot of things got to play out right. Yeah, yeah. I want I want it to be at Yankee Stadium so much. I believe we're tied in the loss column right now. Yeah, and we have uh, two more games than they do the rest of the way, so that'll be interesting to say the least. It's actually more of an advantage towards them. It is. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not fun. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think we're gonna get home field because they don't have a hard schedule the rest of the way, unless I'm mistaken. But they play Detroit. Get Detroit. Come on now. I mean, the Reds could. If, if the Reds are playing good, they can give them a run for their money. Maybe if they're hot, they're hot. They're, they got some good pitching, so you never know. But um, the Tigers, though, that's that's gonna be a freaking cakewalk. So um, Yankees really gotta. Step up the game here. Seven games left. They have to win at least five of seven, in my opinion, if they want any chance of home field. Otherwise, it's going to the Twins. And, again, I'm not so sure how that's going to work out because Twins are a scary team, man. They can freaking hit. And although their pitching isn't anything special, it is better than before. And at home, they are a different team. They are mm. as good as it gets at home, aside from us, really. Yeah, they they they're a very good home team, and I I really would just like to play a home series at Yankee Stadium, especially because if, if we win, we don't have we don't play at Yankee Stadium anymore. 
so Sunday could be the last day at Yankee Stadium, the last game at Yankee Stadium for the season, which which crept up quickly, I might add. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really to, did. <laughs> yeah, to, today's almost, if we want any chance of winning, uh, of getting that that top, uh, that, that higher seed, uh, really, we need to win today. <laughs> and we're throwing a bullpen day. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not sure who are we facing today though. Is it, uh, Matt Matt Shoemaker. He's got he's yeah. got like a five ERA. He's not. No, I know he, he's not good. But I, I I don't I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but <laughs> I don't really think he's having the best year. Neither is uh, Tanner Roark, who we've crushed already, and we're facing him again in game two. So um, you know, I think the Yankees could easily take three out of four from Toronto. They haven't been playing well. At all, after even after the Yankee series, they got freaking. Dis- I think they lost three or four to the Phillies, so they were. They've been pretty cold right now. So if the Yankees just play the way they should, they should be able to breeze right through them. But it's a big if because the Yankees, um, they looked pretty bad yesterday. That's just one game, of course. Garcia lost it, but um, you know what? It happens. You can't always do good, and that's the first clunker Garcia's had. I'm not worried about him, but one interesting discussion we will get into at some point is the third starter, because I've seen a lot of different opinions on this. Some people think it should be Garcia, and others say it should definitely be the veteran and happen. My opinion is um, pretty strong on it, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Right now, um, I guess we can do a um, small recap of things after this. Yeah, we, the last time we did an episode was right before the Baltimore doubleheader. And that, wow. that was fun. So, so we 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 this is going to be fun recaps. Yeah, but we don't need to go all the way through all of them. I can just kind of yeah, skim, way to skim, skim them, skim them, hit the bullet points. We won every game except one <laughs> since the last show, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, every game because we were on a ten-game winning streak. Not much has been going wrong in Yankees land. I mean. I'm not even going to go game by game. I'm just going to say the general things that that we've been seeing. You know, the team's been getting healthy. Gio Urshela has stepped up big time over the course of the time between last show and this one. Stanton, at, yeah, he's been on and off, but the one big game, you know, it just shows you why he's such an important player and um, for this team moving forward. And obviously you have Aaron Judge back now. His presence alone adds so much. The lineup went from pretty below average to quite possibly the scariest in all of baseball right now. So you're talking about a huge jump, and I cannot feel much better about the lineup going into the postseason unless we get maybe some maybe some Aaron Judge production going into it. But even Gary Sanchez, though, I mean, he's been decent over this stretch, actually. I mean, he's been hitting the ball semi-well, and I'm impressed with him. I hope he keeps this up and we see more good ideas going into the postseason. And... There's a lot to touch on too. You know, what's your take on everything we've been seeing? I'm very excited. I mean, Luke has foot stuff, but like other yeah, than that, not me, uh, not me. Other than that, we're healthy, and that's quite nice. And uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Judge came back. He's not doing too well right now, but no, I mean. Whatever, it's three games. Who gives a crap? Shut up, Tom. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got 
you got Clint playing well. Uh, you got you got Gardner also playing well. So God forbid Clint got hurt or started struggling. Gardner's been swinging the bat well and obviously plays good defense. And then Hicks is a danger to himself and others when he swings the bat. But when he doesn't swing the bat and when he just fouls off balls and then walks, that's where he's at his best and does nothing to put the ball in play. Let's 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 avoid let's avoid contact with Aaron Hicks. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. All right. And yeah, what you said about Gary, it's it was really fun to see him go to right field and hit that ground rule double, and then the next inning hit that game tying home run. Yeah. With two outs in the in the top of the ninth, that's just that's classic Gary, and it's really cool to see that uh, he's he's actually making contact with the ball, which I said in a previous episode that all all they needed to do was make contact, and we'd be here. And so Tom Tom Stradamus is at it again. <laughs> it's hard to really. Be upset right now with the Yankees fans. There's not too much to complain about. I mean, they're going into the well, we're not quite there yet, but when we do get into the discussion about matchups and stuff and focus, my only concern right now is really just going to be the um, the bullpen right now because, and maybe the rotation a tiny bit, but I'm not like freaking out about it. I'm a little, right I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. Like just, a little. just a smidge. But I'm more worried about the bullpen more than anything personally. That's my biggest concern, which I did not expect. Especially because Holder is getting smacked around now. And the issue with that is Holder is a guy you're unfortunately going to need to rely on in the postseason. This is not a guy that, you know, you throw him in whenever you realize he's got a big lead. No, he's going to pitch some important innings in the postseason because the Yankees are in a pretty crappy position with their bullpen right now. you got Chapman, of course, who <sighs> I love Chapman, but. Keep in mind, if you bring this dude on with anyone on base, he's not he's not like a Zach Britton where you feel like, oh, okay, he can pitch out of it. For some reason, when there's he starts an inning with a guy on base, it's an absolute clusterfuck, and you don't know what you're getting. And Zach Britton, I have all the faith in the world in. Chad Green, I love. But even Green could have his off days on occasion this year. Adovino's been very hit or miss so far. And you mm-hmm. don't have Tommy Kinley, of course. So right now, if you're a Yankees fan, you got to be a little worried about those late innings. If you don't, if you're not getting length from your starters, which we have been in this stretch, which has been huge, you know, really rest these guys. But if you don't get that in the postseason, though, you're gonna we're possibly run into some really serious issues. So we're gonna have to hope that Jay Happ brings some magic to the postseason if he's pitching, and he ends up pitching some five, six inning games at least. You know, Ugh. that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, the Paxton, Severino, and Canely injuries are just... They hurt. They, especially with this updated playoff schedule, it's like a gigantic kick to the nuts, honestly. Yeah. It's like, hey, if all those guys were healthy, we'd probably be the team, to, the, te- the best position team yeah. to, to, go all, to go all the way. You're talking about... Two top tier pitchers and a top tier relief pitcher. Uh, you know Severino would probably be starting game two, and we'd have yeah, to, and we'd have and we'd have Tanaka for the do or die game three, and next and that just gets me excited for next year, honestly. Uh, and if Paxton wants to come back for one year, I will be okay with it. 
but only for one, maybe two on like one of those bridge deals in case he needs Tommy John. But we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll get to that in the off season. I, I still like you, Pax. You just get hurt a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, now we're dealing with. I think it's pretty obvious that Hap needs to be game three. I yeah. think I think over the course of the past few few weeks, it's become clear that he's figured his ass out. Uh, he's only had one mediocre start since getting skipped, and it's been against the Mets. Uh, and he wasn't terrible that game, I believe. Yeah, it was the game we blew when Pete Alonso hit the homer off of Abreu. We don't want to talk about it because it stinks. All right, but yeah. Uh, Hap, Hap has been pretty decent, and you know what? I I trust him somewhat, a little bit. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. You know, it, it's hard to say. You know, I trust Jay Hap after all the crap we've been through with him. But you know we've what? Been before. Yeah, we look at twenty eighteen. We thought he was amazing going into the postseason, and he got absolutely bombed by Boston, which was. Not fun at all. So you're hoping you avoid one of those situations again because that really screwed us up the rest of the series. But um, that Twins lineup too. Yeah, I mean they have more than enough potential to do that. But you know, from what I've heard, you know, the the, a lefty is a better fit against the Twins than a righty. So that alone might be reason to Mm. warrant a J. Happ start over a Debbie Garcia start. And obviously, you have the aspect of the veteran pitching in a bigger game. And you know what? To some degree, I do feel that's important because although Garcia is so composed on the mound, you you just never know. I mean, look at Severino back. Severino shit his pants on the mound. Exactly. That's a prime example because that kid had so much moxie to him that whole year. You had all, you couldn't be more confident in him going. He was one of the best pitchers in baseball. He really was. And he actually had a decent postseason in the end, but that first game, he ended up just shitting the bed, and it could have been – if they lost that game, it would have been an absolute disaster. He would have been ripped to shreds to this day about it probably. Seve was honestly great in that postseason besides the wild card start. He threw seven innings against Cleveland. Then he threw – I believe he pitched that game two in which Gary dropped the ball at home to lose this game. We don't want to get into that once again. Uh, they knew what pitch was coming, so I'll go. I'll give them that. Uh, I believe he pitched that game two, in which we only lost two to one, and then he pitched game six, and he pitched very well, but Verlander shut us down. Or, or it was yeah, it was either Verlander or McCullers. Other, either way, uh, that we don't want to go too. I was just trying to say Severino was good in that playoffs. Absolutely, man. You know, Severino was a huge part of that. But again, of course, that first game is scary. And right now, the Yankees are going into a three-game series, and that third game is would be a do-or-die game. Yeah, win the first two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do you really want a kid starting a do-or-die game? Again, if he dominated yesterday, again, the sample size grows. And people can say this is very reactionary, me saying Jay Happ should start, but you got to keep this in mind. This is a season of short sample sizes. You kind of have to be reactionary. Otherwise, your decision-making is just not going to be where it needs to be because Jay Happ, you know, he's only started eight games all year. You know, that's a small sample size you're looking at. But you're talking probably out of the last six starts, you're probably talking 
at least four good starts, really good starts, and maybe even five. I mean, he's been really good for a while now. And Debbie Garcia, he's pitched uh, five games all year. Mm-hmm. Five starts. Um, I would say three of them were really good, and two of them were – one was horrible, obviously, and the other was eh, it was all right. But I have confidence in the stuff. But the reality is we need more certainty going into the postseason. You're going to get mm. At least more so. Yeah, with with Davey, I think, honestly, if we advance into the ALDS, he'll get a start. And I think him getting a break, a little bit, a little bit of a break would be nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. If we go to four starters, he's, he's definitely starting game four. It's not going to be Monty, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need five, five, four, at least four starters. At least, at least four. I don't think they're yeah. going to use five. Any team is going to use five, really. But four, definitely, yeah. There's no yeah. way around. Just in game, game five of the LDS, I think Gary Cole might pitch that game. Just just, just, just a hot take. Just a hot take. Hot don't, take. Don't, don't hold me to it. I've got a funky idea. Oh man, give me it. Game one of the wild card round. Maybe you start Tanaka, and then have Cole. If in case we lose, maybe have Cole be there to save your season. Ooh. Ooh, these are the kinds of decisions that Aaron Boone has to make, and I don't envy him for that. Nope. Because you need to, you need to stack the deck in the correct row here. Uh, you need to, cause what? I mean, game one, obviously, you want to start out one zero, but what if you lose that first game and now you don't have no, Cole? Then you have Cole for the rest of the season, uh, the the series, and possibly the season. That could be it. You know, you know, Garrett. How about how about we just throw a good seven shutout innings next week? How about we how about we do that? I mean, I gotta say that's a good idea, honestly. Give give me seven. We'll score like four or five. Britton will throw a score this inning. Chapman will finish it off. One zero. How about that? I'd take that. I mean, um, starting probably um, Barrios in that first game, right? Or Maeda. Maeda. Or Maeda. I believe Maeda's had a good year. He probably has, but my guess is they'd go with Barrios. Just a gut feeling, but I don't. I don't sure. know. I've been following the rotation too heavily, but I'm probably gonna start deep diving on that soon because I want to know what we're getting into for that series. I think the Uber drivers had a nice start too, Dobnak. Oh man, I don't know. If we, I hope we play at Yankee Stadium and he has the pitch, just because it'd be hilarious. Somebody would trade for Didi immediately. Oh, that'd be hilarious. So well, 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 Mister Anderson. <laughs> that was that was a Matrix reference. Nobody even got it. Oh damn, damn. Sorry, bud. Damn. Should watch that. But yeah, I was just. I think I think we've covered the bases, pun intended, on that. Uh, we're gonna smack their pitching around. They may smack our pitching around. I don't think it's going to be a very pitcher-friendly series next week if we do have to face Minnesota. I feel like Garrett Cole is probably the one guy with the only chance to escape without giving up many runs. Other than that, 
people. It's going to be a bloodbath. Probably. I will, although I would say Tanaka has a shot because postseason Tanaka is a different animal. We've been, we know this. That is yeah, very that's a different Tanaka. Yankees in two. That's. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't complain. That's for damn sure. Cole and Tanaka pitch just like 80% of what they are. I think we can score enough to beat them. And that's all I have Absolutely. to say about Minnesota, really. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums that up. Um, there's not too much more there. I mean, right now he's got to focus on, you know, getting that next seed the rest of the way. So we play them at home, and we got to go over what needs to happen going into the postseason because there's a lot of things that need to happen still for the Yankees to be in the position they want to be in, whether that be Aaron Judge, you know, just putting a couple good IPs together going going into the postseason or. Stanton's just staying healthy <laughs> or, you know, Voight continuing to push through his quote-unquote foot stuff. You know, there's a lot of things that you got to really watch for because you can't have shit going on going into the postseason. The Yankees can't afford that kind of crap right now. They just can't. No, uh, I, think, I think we are four in a four, about four games in the loss column up on Toronto right now, and all we have to do is split this series, and I believe we clinch uh, second place, which would which would clinch our five seed, at least the five exactly. seed. We're pretty much in that in 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 the good zone there. Uh, just yeah, just don't get hurt. Just don't. We're throwing a bullpen day today. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, I think Mike King is going to get the start. He's going to get his ass lit up. I probably would have called up Clark Schmidt just because the stuff is good. Uh, but, hey, what do I know? Nothing. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I think the Yankees really made a mistake with Clark Schmidt this year. I, I mm. really do. Especially given the fact that... They have some serious concerns in that bullpen. You're telling me you could not continue to run him out there as a, re- a long reliever the rest of this year? I mean, that to me, that's crazy considering how shitty the lower leverage guys have been in that bullpen. I guarantee you, if you just continue to give Clark Schmidt some more, more chances, he would have got comfortable with that role, and he absolutely would have outperformed a lot of those guys. And you would have potentially had a really dominant starting pitcher in your bullpen that can give you some length that you need it in big games. And I think that's a again a huge missed opportunity by the Yankees. And they are going to regret that if their starters don't give them the length they're hoping for. Yeah, there's like two sides to that. Uh if you I mean you keep him, he's not you keep him on the roster, he's he gets a little cold. He's not making starts. He's not getting stretched out. Yada yada yada. You send him down. Someone gets hurt. Then you can call him up. But I think today would have been a really good example of hey, you might want to give this guy a start. But hey, that's my point. They're not using way. So like, come on. At this point, it's to me, it's stupid. I really, they shouldn't have even called dude up in the first place if they were never gonna give him a real chance. And to me, they never really were because they there was no real reason to send him down as quick as they did. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get what they do sometimes. I mean, I, I try not to question them just because they make my head hurt. And uh, we're okay. We're okay. We'll be fine. But Clark, if you're listening, you're not. Learn how to throw some strikes, my friend. And you'll be up in no time. And he'll be he'll make a start. And then we got we got Mike King going today. He's good for a good two innings and then he explodes. So really I don't have too much confidence today. But hey, hey. Anything can happen. We're in Buffalo. Buffalo is known as the uh, city of dreams. The city of new opportunities. Except it's none of those things. It's Buffalo. In September. And it's cold. That was very inspiring and it took such a depressing turn. I have no faith in Michael King. He's 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 broken me. Michael King is Michael King broke me the other day. I would say I blame you, but I really can't. We were up twenty runs and he couldn't throw a strike for a good few minutes. Uh, and, uh, there was a point where I was considering jumping off the roof just because I had to watch this man attempt to pitch at a major league level. And, uh, you know, Mike, you got the stuff, kid. You don't got the heart. Boom. Got him. I think he's going to be a good, a decent pitcher at least eventually, but I I, I see, I see reliever. (sighs) I don't. I think he can be a starter though because he's been a starter and he's been a good starter at AAA. Like I, again, I think it's a Monty case to an extent where, okay, he dominated in AAA, but he's not going to dominate like that at the big league level. However, he, I think he's a real back end guy if he just gets the necessary spring training in a regular season. I really think this whole season messed him up a little, and I think he's going to come back next year and look a lot better. And I think he's going to be good depth for us. I. I think he is a starting pitcher, especially because this isn't a guy that only has two or three pitches to work with. He has a full arsenal of pitches. He just needs to know how to command them, which he usually does. And that's something he's been praised for throughout his minor league career. So I'm a little, I was very surprised to see him struggle the way he has this year. Again, I, this is not Michael King. This is someone else entirely. So let's hope that next year we get a better version of him and, it really helps us in terms of depth because, as we know, we always need the depth. It's not Michael King. It's Mike King. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then uh, we got Cole Tanaka, presumably half on Thursday. So, win two. Win two in this series. We're not really, we're not going too nuts right now. Uh what else? What else is there? Uh, Judge and Stanton are back. And Gio. Ah, I mean, that's exciting stuff. I mean, Gio Urshela having just the infield defense, It's it feels so much better when he's at third base, man. I just feel so happy inside when I see DJ at second, Gio at third. And even Glaber, he's been decent. When's the last time he made like a lot of fuck ups at shortstop? Aside from like earlier in the year, like it's been a while. I feel like. Uh, in Boston, uh, he he straight up dropped the baseball from DJ. Wait, when was this? 
you might have missed that it. it was the first game. And it uh, was a routine double play. Just a grounder hit right at DJ. He turns, throws to the shortstop right on the money. And Glaver whiffed on it. Of which series, though? The Red Sox? Yeah, this this past Red Sox series. It was ugly as ugly can be. Okay, well, um... Okay, well, point is, I feel mostly comfortable... That's fucking ball, Glaber. I feel pretty comfortable with him at short. I don't think, like, he's anything stellar, but I do think he's he's been getting the job done fairly well over the last month or so. I think he's been pretty decent, but, um... You know, we're just going to hope that he stays steady because we know bad defense will come back to bite you. It always does. And right now, I feel pretty comfortable with this team defensively. I mean, I even Luke Voigt at first base, He's again, he's not anything special at all. He's But he's gotten a lot better since last year, and there's no denying that. He went from, like, I forgot what his um, defensive run saves were last year, but it was probably close to, like, negative. 10 maybe maybe even it was pretty bad but now he's down to like negative two i think so you're getting close to average at that point which is at first base enough and of course clint frazier baby look at him becoming an above average defender i mean he's been better than he's been a lot better than hicks on defense this year i never thought i'd say that but a dry shit is better than aaron hicks on defense sometimes I never sometimes. thought I'd not say all that. the time. Really not, all, not all the time. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Hicks can make a nice play. Sometimes he just like he just like he takes a bad route. And that's why I don't. Hate him. I don't want to get into Aaron Hicks talk. He he perplexes me some so so much. He gets on base a lot. So 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 can't be too mad at him. You know, if he hit for a little bit more power, I think I would be more warm to him as a as a number three hitter but I just I don't really want him anywhere like I want him at around like six uh-huh. not third not third just because he and eventually someone's gonna figure out that when you throw him a strike <laughs> he genuine he genuinely doesn't really usually do much with it well at the so, same time so throw is a pretty big swing from the left side. Like if you give him some pitches down the deck, he's gonna freaking destroy them if you're feeling even decent. Just because the dude is a very like it's just a huge overall swing. I mean, it's a gorgeous swing on he is probably when he connects it's it's one of the prettiest swings on the team. It is. It might be the prettiest of all, I think, on the team. I can't I love Aaron Judge, I love the whole squad, but nothing beats an Aaron Hicks lefty pimp home run, bro. That's the best stuff right there. Or when, or like when, or the Clint Homer where he turned on it against Toronto, that was actually pretty aesthetically pleasing. Just, just because <sighs> of the bat, just, just because of the bat speed. Yeah. Just like, it was like, whoa, 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 that was down and in, bro, and you just flicked that 400 feet to left field. Uh, you know and the ugly. Good, yeah, the, I was gonna say a good Stanton blast also really gets me. Going yeah. That not one in particular. Like Try, the last. Prime here. Judge, Prime Judge connection. Oh my God, oh. Voight, Voight cranked one too. So we, when 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 they're hit for homers, they're usually pretty. I think but the ugliest, I think the ugliest swings are probably like when Geo hits one. It's kind of like he swings like a tennis racket. Yeah. Instead of, but like it works, so I can't I can't complain, man. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> me neither. Glaber is actually pretty nice too when he connects. Oh yeah, Glaber's got that big light kick, and then he swings out of his shoes, and then he misses, and then he shorens up, and then that's when he usually hits the ball, and then it goes somewhere. Like even without the light kick, he has a lot of power. I think yeah. I think I think everyone on the team has good good looking homer swings, with the exception oh, of totally. Gio. Even Wade, even Wade, when Wade connects, it actually looks pretty cool. When he does, uh, those very few times in life, yeah, it does look nice. Like, if you looked at his career homers, they actually all look pretty cool. He's got kind of like a smooth kind of way of hitting, but like he can't actually hit, and that's an issue. Even Higgy's homers look pretty cool. Oh, Higgy, man. We didn't even talk about We didn't about even him. get to Higgy. He became yeah, Garrett Higgy. Cole's personal catcher, or in Garrett Cole's words, his personal pitcher. I mean, I'm on the point where I would say he should be his personal catcher because the most important thing for this team, honestly, is I it's more important to have Cole at his best than Gary Sanchez's bat in the game right now. Despite Sanchez getting better recently, it's just not enough of a sample size to justify risking Cole getting not lit up, I would say just not being at his best, in my opinion, at least. You know, with this wild card series, you are dead if you lose two games. Uh, so, and it just works right now. It's something that works. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Gary's been hot, and we know what he can do at the plate, and we know that he's actually a pretty solid catcher as well. It's just, I think you have to go with Higgy because it's just worked so well. I mean, he's thrown. He was dominating Baltimore before Tyro made that error. He dominated Baltimore the next week. He dominated, uh, I forgot when his last start was. He dominated the last team he faced, uh, Toronto. Uh, you just, it just works right now, and you don't want to mess with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess yeah, with you, it. Just bat him nine, start him a catcher, let Garrett be comfortable, win the game. Yeah, I think that's definitely the way you got to go. And I mean, I think next, next Garrett Cole start will tell you exactly who's going to be catching him because if it's not Higgy behind the plate that game, it's I would say at that point, okay, they're clear, they're clearly saying we're just going to let Gary go because. You rather have to that bat in there, and that and I wouldn't like that. I, I think Higgy should be starting, and I think he will be starting next game for Cole start. And um, I mean, Cole, Higgy's not like an automatic out or anything. Obviously, I mean, again, we need to hit three home runs. Decent amount of raw power, and of course, he's a very good defensive catcher. So it's not like it's an automatic out in the nine hole like Gary Sanchez was, you know, before like a couple weeks ago. I mean. That's a guy that could do damage if he gets the right pitch. And mm. I think if um, Higgy does start that game one, he won't even play the whole game, honestly. I think after six and, well, however long Cole starts, they're going to take him out and put Gary into the game late because why? You know, it's not like you need to keep him in, really. Not mm. at all. I don't know. I mean, it, it's such a, it's one of those topics that, like, it it melted my brain a little bit. I don't. I no longer care. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I have a fun question though. And right. I would I would like you to answer this. Yes. So we know Clint's playing left. 
We know Gardner's his sort of backup, pseudo backup, but he'll 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 he'll, he'll get into games. He'll get into those games. Would you carry Talkman on the roster, on the playoff roster? Um, I'm trying to think of what the bench would be like with and without Talkman. Who would you be? If you take out Talkman, who would be in his place on the roster? Probably it would be um maybe Kratz, maybe Ford. I don't know. I would, I would probably put Talkman in strictly because you might need Gardner yeah. to pinch run. And then you might also need another outfielder, and so in, instead of putting Giancarlo out there, yeah, 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 you can have Talkman play, even though Talkman is the equivalent to a pitcher trying to hit right now. Yeah, um, I don't think that you're worth putting Kratz or well, I love Kratz, but you really don't need a third catcher. To me, a third catcher is a waste in the postseason. Regular season, you can mess around with that a little for fun, but right now, I don't think you're going to need that. And Mike Ford, it would have been nice if he was hitting well. I would certainly say, yeah, put him on the roster. Let's see what talking. Yeah, get a pinch hit dangry. Yeah, right? exactly. But nope. Ford has been absolutely useless this year. So with that said, um, yeah, I would say Kerry Talkman because at the very least, he's got some decent speed. If you need the pinch run, he's got good defense. Dude can't hit, so I pray to God I don't have to see him with any important at-bats in the postseason. But um, you know what? Yeah, I would say Talkman should be on that postseason roster for sure, as of, oh, as of now at least, unless I'm forgetting someone. Yeah, I feel like his defense is more valuable right now than Ford's bat. So we got to... We'll give him the hot. We'll give him the the benefit of the doubt. And hey, who knows? Maybe maybe he's been saving all of his hits for the playoffs, huh? That would be pretty legendary, I will say. Look, look that would the... imagine he just comes into the game late and he hits a walk off home run. Imagine Yan- the Yankees' reaction to that. That would be pretty unreal. He hasn't hit one ball hard all year. Not one. Not one. He couldn't even hit a pitcher. They threw a pitcher against him. Wait, his double. Of... What about his one double in the gap? That was. Oh yeah. Hard. Oh yeah. The one the double. One, that the oh one double said pretty hard. It's been so long, man. It's been like uh, it's been like Peggy waiting for Steve. So talking about right. one ball hard this entire year. You didn't even acknowledge my Captain America reference. Wait, I'm sorry. I was distracted looking for the exit velocity on Mike Talkman. Oh, I said it's been so long. It's been like Peggy waiting for Steve. You see, that's, I can appreciate that reference, but if Eddie was here, he wouldn't. Yeah, Eddie would have. Eddie doesn't understand anything that doesn't involve mob, mob movies or uh, Rocky Rock. movies. <laughs> and I love Rocky, so I do too. That's why we love Eddie. Ooh, Mike Talkman, actually? I didn't even realize this. I thought he was... His outfielder jump is actually really good this year. Oh, yes. He's a tremendous outfielder. I know that, but I didn't realize his outfielder jump was as good as it was. It's 97th percentile. You want to know why? Why is that, Tom? He plays He plays baseball like he played football. He's like a linebacker. <laughs> You're right. You're right. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Give me, give me, give me. He's like, I want the ball. I want the ball. Winners want the ball. He just looks like a football player. Because he's got like those shoulders. It's the, face. It's the shoulders he's, and the face. He's, he's got the hulking shoulders, the eye black. It looks like he should be wearing a helmet at all times. Exactly. It's very it's very odd look for a baseball player, but you know what? 
I dig I dig the look at least. I, I can I can vibe with that. It works on one side of the ball. Yeah. Not, other not side <laughs> other side needs work. Uh I can't believe how bad he's been against fastballs. It's it's quite weird to see a twenty nine year old not be able to hit a fastball. Uh then again, Gary Sanchez was on the team and he couldn't hit a fastball for a good month. Or almost two. Uh no shots fired there, but it was just it was just fact. Yeah. No, you're you're totally right. I mean, Mike Talkman has obviously been a huge disappointment this year. Um I would really love to see him come around, but I'm no one's counting on it. I don't expect it. And again, if he's on the postseason roster, it's strictly for his defense, so he is damn lucky he is continuing to be a good defender. Otherwise he would be pretty much Entirely useless. Entirely. Like Mike, Mike, come on. Mike Ford is basically useless right now. He is not useless. He would have gotten Andujard. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I feel, you know what? Actually. I segued that into the agent conversation. Not even just that. I would actually, I would have considered, if he was still on the roster, getting at bats, I would have considered Andujard over talking. Not going to lie. Oof. If he could have played some semblance of defense, I he mean, would that, be a valuable piece. I would have considered it just for the bat alone because that's such a valuable bat to have off the bench potentially. I mean, because you already have a good outfielder in um, Brett Gardner anyway, so I would have been okay with not having a second one. Like, is that really a big deal? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we this past season, we've gone from... <laughs> I, I think the second episode, I asked Brian Hoke if we needed to move. I jokingly asked him if we needed to move Clint to first because of, of all the, the outfield crowding. And, like, that shit really does figure itself out, doesn't it? I mean, Talkman, Talkman it died. It does somehow. I, I always say to myself... That- how are they going to balance this out? Where is this guy going to play? Oh, this is, there's way too many outfielders. And then someone always ends up getting hurt. It, it, it's crazy how that always manages to work itself out, you know. Um, we, we went from Clint should probably be traded because there's no room for him to Clint's the left fielder for the present, the playoff run, and probably the future as well. And that's just weird, <laughs> okay? That's a huge I turn. I don't know how to feel about that. Happy? Excited? Oh. No, I mean, I mean, I cried a little bit. All right, it's been it's been a long journey. It's been a long journey with me and Clint, but we're here. I say we. I say we. I don't care. I'm 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 Clint's number one fan, and uh, I I don't care. I don't care who knows it. He saved the bug on Saturday, and then he hit he a homer. He did save his, the bug. That was, that was hit, a big moment. Then he hit a homer in his next at bat. All right. So good karma, bad karma, good karma. There we go. And he's playing. Just, just like the you look at like the stats, and it's just like it makes you do like a spit take. You know, he's got better numbers than Trout offensively, and then he's he does. Uh, and then he's an above average defender as well. And he's got like a fifteen percent walk rate, and oh, the ma- and, too, and and the and the major league average and walk rate is like eight percent. So he's like. He doubled the major league average and walk rate, almost. And it's like, what the hell just happened to Clint? <laughs> he went from, 
he he, oh. he just like it was one of the craziest turnarounds to a career I've seen in a while. Literally every flaw, I'm looking at every hole in this oh, man's yeah. game. He fixed that. Every that hole in his crazy. game. Yeah, every hole in this game he fixed. I'm looking at freaking Mike Trout's stat cast. Oh my god, his offensive numbers on here are so ridiculous. It's it's pretty crazy. Like good or velocity, bad? No, in a good way. Oh, okay. In a good way. <laughs> like it's out. Offensive speaking, in terms of the metrics at least, I mean, his exit velocity is 98th percentile, his hard hit is 98th, his expected WOBA is 98th, his expected slugging is 97th, his barrel is 94th, his sprint speed is 94th. Like, that's pretty freaking, and his whip percentage is 87th. Like, that's pretty ridiculous. Oh, my God. Can't play defense, though. You can't play his, uh, Okay, you want to you want to hear the comparison that outfielder jump and outs above average between him and Clint? This is fun. All right. Wait, who's above better? Average. Who's better? Okay. Clint, Clint, Clint's better than Trout. We're gonna say that. We're gonna have to say that now. No, we can't say that. We can't God say that. It. God damn it. <laughs> and plus the metrics on Trout, offensively speaking, are way well. His phrases are good. But they are nowhere near. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, know. You can't. <laughs> I mean, when everything's in the 97th, 98th, 99th. Like, come on. Person. It's like, <laughs> I mean, that's just not giving Clint a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. not giving anyone in baseball a shot, really. Yeah, that's like, that's like oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, if you're looking at it, um, out above average, Trout's um, 33rd percentile, while Clint Frazier is 82nd right now. Oh, I am, I am very happy about that. I'm very happy about. That. I love Mason Clint, man. Well, that yeah. is, um, you know. and then um, I'll jump. He's Clint is 73rd, and Trout. You're not gonna believe this. Trout is in the third percentile. Yeah, that's where that's what where his struggles come from. He gets bad jumps, and it's like Trout, you slow thumb looking mother mother effing. He's only put up in, I believe he's got one win above replacement, only one this year in uh, baseball reference. Yeah, yeah. But he's got like three in fan graphs. And like, seems to me that they might need to get that figured out. Because I want to know. No, it's true. You know, everyone bases it differently. I'm looking at Clint's right now on baseball reference. He has a two war, actually, which is. Pretty freaking good in the short Two season. wins above replacement in one season. He hasn't even played the full short season. He had he got called up like two weeks into it. Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? What what what's his fan graphs on? Uh let's see. I think it's like one point seven the last time I checked. Around there. I'll tell you. It's two... it's a slight slight what? Slowly loading. Slowly loading. Where the hell is this dude's war? I think his game on Saturday oh, might have helped him. He is at a 1.7. Yep. Bang! That's... So he's put up two, two wins on baseball reference, 1.7. Because... Uh, 
on baseball reference calculates defensive runs saved for their defensive portion. Uh-huh. And base uh and fangraphs counts UZR and uh Clint's got a good UZR. It, it's just that his DRS over I think one fifty, something like that. Is just better than his UZR. So so it gives him an extra few little little ticks. Yo, Clint has a one hundred seventy OPS plus right now. Trout has a one seventy one. Yeah, Clint's Clint, right. Clint's 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 right. Clint's, Clint's better than Trout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, first trading for him actually, he was described as Mike Trout light, basically. It's kind of if if the plate discipline is legitimate. If it I'd, is. Like yeah. then we we're talking about like a a player that could put up a lot of war like just like just be like a war machine bang another I, Marvel reference. I mean this year I mean Clint Frazier has the higher on base percentage I mean over Trout I mean he has a four ten and it's just the slugging that Trout's obviously so amazing with he has sixteen home runs and I think Clint like we talked about before if he can just work on that launch angle a bit you're gonna see a tick up in home runs and if he can even just get that up a little bit you're talking about a thousand plus OPS player with probably uh, some of the best offensive stats all around in baseball I mean that's that's crazy to think about considering where he was at last season it's it's nuts truly. With Clint, in my opinion, I feel like we've only scratched the surface, which is quite, I agree. which is like quite exciting because I think right now he's like a twenty to thirty home run hitter anywhere in the twenties, right? I think if he taps into his power a little bit more, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me if he hit forty in a year with that bat speed entering his I mean, physical prime. It's super Josh Donaldson, really. You really think about it. Yeah, just 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 become a Hall of Fame, Clint. Just play Hall of Fame level baseball for the next six years, something like that. Do that. I mean, I'd appreciate it. Um, having that bat in the lineup at a Hall of Fame level, yeah, um, that'd be pretty nice. Can't lie. Hey, does he still wear the shoes? The the shoes with the spikes on them. You know how he did that last year. Yeah. I actually don't know. I haven't seen him post much about it. But then again, I also haven't been checking much. But as far as I know, there hasn't been much going on there that hey, I know Clint, of. Clint, Clint, Clint's mature now. He's mature. Clint. He, he's out here saving bugs. You know, the nose ring doesn't work, by the way. Just going to point that out. Doesn't work. Doesn't <clears> work. <throat> but, but hey, what am I going to do? What am I going to What am I? What am I, a fashion expert? No. Not even a baseball expert. But, but you don't know that. Dun, dun, dun. But, yeah. Who's the award leader in MLB this year? Is it, um... Clint's up there. I'm just curious. It's just, uh, bu, 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 bu. I'm going to guess uh, Tim Anderson. That's my guess. I said it's Mookie, dude. Oh, he's had a nice year. Well, it's, it's definitely the defense that helps bring him up a lot, too, of course, aside from the good offensive numbers. Dude's a stud defense. You know, it probably would have been Judge if Judge stayed healthy. He has a... Guess what his war is. Who? Uh, That's... Mookie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 2.6. 
Well, per baseball reference, he is a 3.2. Jesus Christ, Mookie. And here's a fun tidbit, too. Death to the top offensive war leader is the... Clint? Is it Clint? Or is it DJ? No, I'll give you two more guesses. Uh, DJ, baby. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he's, he's at a 2.6 for offensive war. That's number one. And wait, who's where is Anderson War? I'm curious. He's got to be like he's 2.4. Okay. Bang bang. Bang bang. I'm pretty good at this, man. I'm yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good at playing baseball records. Oh, man, what else do we have to talk about? Uh, there really isn't too much, I think. I think we can wrap this up pretty much. I mean, we we hit on all the bullet points. Uh, we can do. I mean, they haven't. The Blue Jays haven't announced their starters yet for the next three games, so we can't really preview uh, the, the well, series. I know really. more, more can do. Roark's game too. We're gonna smack yeah. him around. Uh, you know, so that would just you know, that basically mean they're on that kind of like that same schedule that they were last week. Mm-hmm. I think Ryu's pitching Thursday though, but hey, we only need two. We only need to win at least. We just need to win two, and we're good. And we always happen to hit Ryu for some reason. So you know, I'm yeah, not, Ryu. I'm not I don't think they fear Ryu. Don't fear the Ryu. Uh, huh. uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we'll, I mean, we've got our best pitchers pitching, uh, and uh, they've got some of their worst pitchers pitching. I think that that's a favorable match matchup to us. Indeed. Well, I believe we are good. Yeah, we are. I mean, I, I don't. I, I just the season's pretty much over. Uh, it's been a fun seat, fun regular season. It's been a wild year. Uh, I can't believe we're at the end now. You know, and it's like the ride ain't over yet because we got playoff baseball, and the next time we will be talking, we'll be right in time for playoff baseball. Yep, I'm ready for it, man. I got. We're going to have probably a ton to talk about by then, previewing the matchup and everything and discussing how things went at the end of the week. And hopefully there is no injuries or bad news for us to talk about and it ends up being a fun discussion. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. Sorry, man. Didn't want, I didn't even want to bring that up. I shouldn't have. Don't. Everybody stay healthy. Clint, continue to hit and play good defense. And, uh, you know... Let's win. Let's let's shit on the Blue Jays. Let's shit on the Marlins. Let's shit on the Twins. And let's win a World Series. Shit on the Blue Jays. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, this has been fun as always. Until next time. Peace. Peace.